Hello, this is Bill Lytell again, Wisdom for Your Walk. Um, the thought today is the necessity of negative incentive. The necessity of negative incentive. Now you say, well, brother, what about positive incentive? Well, most people already uh, overdo or overemphasize uh, positive incentive. The health and wealth gospel heresy, by the way, uh, is simply an overreach in the area of positive. There is definitely, definitely a lot of great promises, positive promises in the Bible for those who obey God and do His will. Uh, Deuteronomy, the law of Moses, man, is maybe some of the best example of both positive and negative. Uh, Deuteronomy 27, 28 are the blessings and the cursings of the law. And uh, if you read those, and I'm not going to go through it for it, it'd be much too long for this meeting here, but if you read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 27 carefully and then read chapter 28 carefully, and actually go down all the way to uh, chapter 30, um, uh, the, Moses, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, lays out the, the, one, of the, one of the most positive, grandiose, blessings that you could even imagine you know god's for you everything you touch prospers uh, you're going to be on the head not the tail you'll be the head of the world the head of the nations nations will come to you you won't go to them they're going to need you you won't need them oh my i mean even nationally you'll be blessed and personally you'll be blessed and family will be blessed and job will be blessed and your food will be blessed and your your agriculture and your animals will even be blessed. And I mean, God thoroughly goes into a positive uh, rendition of uh, blessings there, listing of bless blessings there for those who obey God. But the trouble with today is, in Christianity, is especially the mega church Christianity, your rock and roll Christianity, uh, those people, uh, that's, all, that's where they stop. Uh, liberals, oftentimes, you can tell they're trouble because they, they, it's what they don't say. Uh, let's get that good. It's what they don't say. How do you know a liberal? It's what they don't say. How do you know a fundamentalist? A fundamentalist, he'll tell you the whole story. He'll tell you front to back, side to side, top to bottom, height to depth. He'll tell you the whole story. He'll preach the whole counsel of God. A liberal, a moderate even, will leave out whole sections of the Bible that they just, they'll, they'll, hey, they'll agree that it's part of the Bible, but they just don't want to preach on it. They won't teach on it, won't preach on it, won't mention it. And if by some chance in one of those churches they do preach on it, it's a once a year thing, it's a rare thing to be done. But if you go to a Bible-believing, literal interpretation King James Bible Church, where a guy loves Jesus and honest before God and pure, and will take the whole counsel of God front to back, side to side, preach the whole thing. He's going to preach, if I may say it this way, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, he's going to do, well, listen to these words, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse, uh, oh, verse 17 to the end of the chapter, verse 20. He says, But if thine heart turn away, so that thou wilt not hear, thou shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. He, you'll backslide, you'll go away from God, you'll start doing everything but what God wants you to do. He says, I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish, that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land whither thou passest 
over Jordan to go in to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you. Now look at this. Life, that's positive. Death, that's negative. Blessing, that's positive. Cursing, that's negative. Therefore, choose life. We have that as a bumper sticker for abortion. Choose life. Uh, Choose life that both uh, thou and thy seed may live. That's God's desire. That's his heart's desire for everybody. It's not God's will. First Peter 3, 9, that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, right? You agree with that? That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, it says in verse 20, that thou mayest obey his voice, that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob to give them. And so, uh, very intensely in chapter 27 and 28, even bleeding over in 29 and in 30, you have this uh, end of Moses' time on earth. He's talking to about two and a half million people. They've come out of Egypt. Their moms and dads are already gone. They were, diso- they were disobedient. They died in the wilderness. Now he's taking them into the promised land through Joshua. And he tells these folks, look. God wants nothing but good for you, but he will not put up with disobedience. And by the way, the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. My heart breaks for these uh, new evangelicals, we call them Christians, who just have half the Bible. They just read the New Testament. They've been told by super uh, over uh, overemphasis of uh, dispensationalism where where the only part of the Bible you really need to read is the book of Acts through the book of Revelation, because that's they. some people preach out there that that's all you really need is that part. Wrong. You don't know God if you don't know the Old Testament. You, you don't know the wrath of God. You, all you're reading about the Lamb of God coming to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first hundred years of the book of Acts and the church of Jesus Christ, and, and how to be a Christian, and that's all beautiful, from Romans to Jude and then the end of all time in the book of Revelation. That's the New Testament. But what about the Old Testament? The Old Testament is Jehovah God, and he showed himself to his people, starting with 15th chapter of Genesis, or 12th chapter of Genesis, 15th chapter of Genesis. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. So he believed by faith. He was the father of all that believed, according to Romans chapter 4 and 5. So, what I'm trying to encourage you is this. Don't fall for the health and wealth folks up there. Uh, Joel Osteen group, the Jimmy Baker group, uh, my, oh my, I can't even remember all the names. Those people have been coming and going. There's new ones now that I'm not familiar with that are telling people, if you, you love God and, and, and you serve God, why nothing but roses is coming your way. Now, even if you're obedient to God and doing the will of God, you still are going to be tested. You're still going to have trouble come your way. Jesus said, in the world, you'll have tribulation. I'll be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, right? I mean, that's Jesus' words in the New Testament. But if we see God in the Old Testament put before his people, I put before you life and death. Choose life. Choose life. Do the will of God. When trouble comes like Job, you just, you just hunker down, trust God through it, and God will take you through it and out the other side of it. And ultimately, he'll help you no matter how bad a trouble you may have in this old world. What's coming is better.
Well, I hope this helps you some. I know it's super simplistic, but I got to tell you, I can't believe how many New Testament, early New Believer Christians do not understand the both positive and the negative side of God. If I may say the love side of God and the wrath side of God. It's, in, it's a New Testament scripture in Hebrews chapter 10 where it says, It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's still a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God in the New Testament, just like it was a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God in the Old Testament. You don't want to mess with God. You want to do the will of God, have a heart for God, be honest with God, transparent with God, open with God, doing the will of God, in obedience, seeking his face, reading your old book, front to back, every year or more, and getting to know who he is. And I hope this helps you some. I know this is a little bit of a wisdom for your walk. Go back there now and read Deuteronomy 27, 28, maybe 29, 32. would also help you as you read down through the last part of Deuteronomy there and see the two parts of God. And so may the Lord bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and give you peace. God bless you. This is wisdom for your walk.